0: All right, guys, before we get started, we got to give a big shout out to all our followers hitting us up on social media. Big shout out to Us Born to be a Samurai, Autumn's Ghost, Brian Ivanhoe, and Curtis 77. What's up, Andy? I see you out there. I got to give a big shout out to Map from the Shitty Movie Sunday crew. Dude, you've been giving us some topics to talk about. We're going to have to get into some of those theories that you have brought up. Big shout out to my homie from high school, Matt Davis, And Michael Dugan. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Launchpad Podcast. You don't know how much it means to me. I really appreciate it. And guys, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod, and our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Like and subscribe and tell your friends about us. We're getting into some awesome stuff this year and we love it when our fans hit us up and tell us about what they're doing, what they think is funny, what they want us to talk about. We love hearing about your theories, but today we are talking about a very fun film franchise, The Final Destinations. We are talking about Final Destination 1 and 2, and then Matt and I talked way too long. That happens sometimes, so we split it into two episodes. Parts 3, 4, and 5 will be coming up. So, that'll be on a later episode. Until then, let's dive into The Final Destination franchise, part 1, that is, the first movie, the second movie, and some funny stories, but we will get into all of that on the Launchpad Podcast.
1: Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three,
0: two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Open. Crowded. San Diego Comic-Con. 2019. More crowded than usual because it is San Diego Comic-Con's 50th anniversary. The handsome boys of the Launchpad Podcast are walking the floor, getting sweet interviews and looking awesome as usual. They laugh and crack each other up as Cousin Mike helps them hoof across the con floor when suddenly an announcement comes over the loudspeaker. A con-exclusive pop has just dropped right behind Artist Alley. The crowd gets agitated, riled up for those tiny plastic figures, even though they're all the same shape and they look exactly the same and they really aren't going to have any value further on. They're just like Beanie Babies. How does nobody see this? The crowd begins to stampede, pushing people out of the way, falling down. Aaron's holding the equipment and he goes to his knees trying to protect the Zoom recorder with all of their interviews on it. He is trampled to death, his head squished. Matt and Cousin Mike dodge out of the way, and Matt falls onto a display of Samurai Batman becoming impaled on his comically large batarangs.
1: So Cousin Mike is alive, or did Cousin Mike die?
0: Well, you know what? Uh, I'm going to tag you in. What do you think happens to Cousin Mike?
1: Uh, oh, I know. I know.
0: Oh, oh you got it? Yeah, okay, what happens to Cousin Mike?
1: Uh, I was going to say, he is super, super saddened to see me impaled by a Batman figure. So he turns around to run, but he bounces off a Kingpin cosplayer... Hits the floor and Kingpin falls on top of him,
0: squishing his head.
1: Your head got squished. He gets smothered like uh, like the Russian oh, in uh, oh, just just Punisher, suffocated back, under
0: under Fat Man. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty great. That's amazing. What, what were you gonna say? I'll play off of that one where he bumps into a Kingpin cosplayer and the Kingpin cosplayer bumps into the giant Toho Godzilla statue at his first appearance of the con and the statue falls <laughs> over and eats Cousin Mike. Like at the end of book. <laughs> Yeah, at the end of Hook, just like. (laughs) 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 Laying there, bleeding, eyes staring up into the sky, Aaron's last (laughs) thought is back onto the con floor. Matt, we got to get out of here. I just had a premonition. We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. We got to leave the con. This is the beginning to final destination, Launchpad Pod style. (laughs) Welcome to Launchpad Pod. I'm Aaron uh Matt. <laughs> Matt, we are talking about the Final Destination films. What do you think about my setup? Is that Does that fit the bill? I
1: love all your setups. Guys, the way that we do these shows is like, before we hit, we hit record just now, Aaron's like, hey, I have a setup thing I want to do, like a little, like a scene that I want to, and I say, okay, I don't see it, I don't hear about it, I don't know what it's about. <laughs> I just get to watch it, listen to this guy just fucking... Spin this yarn, and he loves it. He's so fucking excited; his tail's wagging. It's one of my favorite things to watch with you, Rumi. Aside from going to the Magic Castle, that's the fucking best thing you could ever do with a Rumi. But,
0: <laughs> no, Take but to me watch the magic him, show.
1: Yeah, he's like he, he's like in the booth, and he's like moving his hands around, and he's like getting all excited. That was fucking hysterical. Well, oh. we are talking about the Final Destination franchise today. For those of you guys who are unfamiliar, get going. It is a really, really fun set of films. Right now, there are five of them. I heard rumors that there might be a sixth in production, but there's definitely five so far. Uh, what do we got for... for What's the, the general premise for each one, Rooms? Like, the overall <laughs> premise of the series? The thing
0: is, they're all the fucking same, but they have incredible set pieces. They cut out the middleman of any stupid slasher movie. It is just people dying because they escaped some massive death scenario, and because they escaped it due to a premonition... They all die in the order that they were supposed to die in the big event, and it all, all, we, every one of these movies starts with we meet some nice guy. He's like, "Hey, I'm a nice guy," bleh. and or girl, <laughs> you know.
1: I, yeah, I'm your bland vanilla character.
0: Yeah, I'm your vanilla lame character, and I'm gonna go to insert thing here: plane flight to France, a NASCAR thing, road trip, roller coaster. Oh shit! Hell yeah, roller coaster retreat. You know, whatever it may be, and. Suddenly, while they're at this thing, hundreds of people start dying. Everything goes to shit. The roller coaster falls off the rail. Everybody's dying. They watch their friends die. They are the last to die, but just as they die, they like wake up back like ten minutes before it starts, and they start to see it happening again. And they go, "Oh my god!" Everybody get out! And everybody leaves. And because they had that premonition and saved people, they've cheated death, and now death wants to get them back.
1: Now there are five of these. The, uh, the let's see, the first one. Was just called Final Destination. That was in two thousand. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's a little, a little soft compared to some of the other ones. Yeah, the main character is a guy whose face you will instantly recognize, and then be like, "Wait, how come he wasn't in any other movies?" It was Devin Sawa, who I think was in Idle Hands. Wasn't he in Idle Hands?
0: <laughs> Devin Sawa.
1: He was never in anything. Like he was never in anything else. He's probably dead. Let's see. Um, <laughs>
0: No, he made all that sweet 90s money,
1: dude. He, he, was he, in, was in, he was in Idle Hands. He was in Casper. Oh, yeah. he.
0: I guess that's... Yeah, he made all that sweet 90s money and then balled out. Whatever. Yeah, I guess... Probably never had a debilitating coke problem and uh, horrible haircuts.
1: <laughs> 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 Idle Hands. Oh, he was in SLC Punk. You would recognize him immediately.
0: Yeah, it's Devin Sawa, man. Any girl who was alive in the 90s knows who this guy is. Really? Was he a cute guy? He was considered like super hot. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I know, right? Then he didn't do anything. <laughs> nice, nice job, Devin. Anyway,
1: he does a good job in the movie, but he is that vanilla character. He's just the main character where shit kind of goes around. Allie Larder is in this movie, and this is before. I mean, not that she ever got super big either, but at least you can name four things that she was in. Yeah. Um uh, and Sean Williams Scott was in this one. Stifler. Uh, Stiffler. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's in and he's funny because He's a weird sort of handsome, I think, and uh, I, I know that you're listening, uh, Sean, with two N's. Uh, you're a weird <laughs> sort of handsome, but he doesn't play the handsome or the jock in this. He kind of plays like the
0: dopey weird kid. But here's the thing, all of these movies, and we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more, every single one of these movies, they're all the same, but they all have like the weird creep character. And he, the first one doesn't have a full on creep character, but he's the closest thing we get. Later on, like by the time we get to the third one, when they're on the roller coaster, there's yep. like a date rapist is yeah, one we'll of the creep there. characters. Like, <laughs> he's just straight up a piece of shit It's creeper. so
1: funny when we start talking about shit like this and our lists are just probably exactly the same, even though we haven't discussed it. Like <laughs> I had that on my thing too. I was like, I watched one of them last night and I was like. Who is this character? Why would this person be like this? We'll get to it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Sean William Scott does like a he does he's like a lovable goof kind of thing in this. And Rumi, I don't think he's in every movie, but what horror icon is in at least many of these movies?
0: Oh, Tony Todd for no goddamn reason (laughs) is in these movies.
1: They just spent that little part of that budget to try to get fans of Candyman in. Uh, He plays like a creepy ass like. Uh, funeral home director or something. Now, now here's
0: my question, and no disrespect to Tony Todd, you're a legend, you're amazing, but what what number on the list do you think Tony Todd was of the guys they were trying to call to be in this movie (laughs) to play that part?
1: They're like, Max von Sydow was like, no, I'm busy. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> Robert England was like, no, even he's, I'm busy. He's
0: number one on the list, right? Robert England was number one,
1: probably. Kane Hodder was Kane. <laughs> Kane Hodder was probably after Tony Todd, because
0: Kane Hodder nobody recognizes unless they're like super geeks and like you sure. know what the guy looks like behind the mask. That's like knowing what Peter Mayhew Darth Vader looks like without makeup on. Like, come on,
1: David Prowse played Darth Vader.
0: Fuck, you know I knew that. Peter Mayhew played Chewy. RIP. Nerd, nerd, nerd! <laughs> 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 but like Candyman's amazing and super recognizable, and I'm sure that's why I went from him. But I bet he wasn't their first pick.
1: <laughs> well, he did a good job with the character because he's got a creepy ass voice, and he, yeah. you know he he can do a good creepy look and everything. But uh, definitely like not necessary. Like the character wasn't really necessary. He's weird because in all the movies he shows up in he knows about cheating death like he knows yes. that if you cheat death death will come back around
0: he's the boogans guy
1: <laughs> yeah well, it's funny because yeah that's true right because i guess the old people in boogans knew about boogans yeah, yeah it's like how does this guy know he doesn't even if i'm not mistaken he doesn't even tell a story about like one time i cheated death and i know about it from that nope. right
0: he's just the he corner like he's like a corner and that's it or like he's he does a lot of things. He's in the, like, the fifth one, he's the coroner. But in the first one, he's, like, runs the mortuary. Like, he's a he's an embalmer. He's a mortician. I don't know if they are the same job, but... He's a these, man who world, wears many
1: hats or many hooks. <laughs> 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 now, about, I don't know, less than two weeks ago, I was going to go to Shitty Movie Sunday. Now that I have the baby, I don't host Shitty Movie Sunday here every week. My buddy Joey's been doing it. Some other people have offered. So I was going over there, and I was... I'll bring a couple extra shitty movies just in case we don't want to do streaming. And I was like, Oh, you know what I haven't seen in a while? Final destination. So I grabbed, I have one through three. I grabbed those and brought them. We didn't watch them that night, but then it was in my head. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to watch them. So I started work on my way through the series. And I must, I think I mentioned it to you. Is that why you started watching them, or did you start watching them at the same time for another reason?
0: They were, the first four were all on Netflix, and you mentioned it. And I was like, damn, the first one was really good. I haven't seen two through four since they came out, or, or in five, too. So I was like, well, Kate, let's watch these. And she's like, I'm down. And they are so much fun, if not super repetitive, ridiculously repetitive. But here's the thing you don't care because. The formula, if they broke the formula, I'd be annoyed. I agree. I agree.
1: It also is like just essentially watching the death scenes from a movie. Like The whole movie is a setup to the death scenes. They're not really trying to establish much character or change things. They're not really doing much. They're just like, okay, here's the catastrophe. They escape it. First kid dies. Second kid dies. Fourth kid dies.
0: And all the deaths are set up in such funny and creative ways that build a lot of tension so that by the time you get the death, the payoff is huge because it's like they keep showing all these things that make you think like, oh, is that going to kill him? No. Oh, is that going to kill him? No. Bam. The thing you didn't think was going to happen. Got him. And it's like they're so creative and clever. It's like a Rube Goldberg of death. And that's a pretty interesting thing to think
1: about, too. And uh, there's a like I actually would love to write a paper on this because it's it's not your your conventional horror movie in any sense. When you watch Jason or Freddie, you you kind of I mean, you know how they're going to get killed. Jason's going to come out and kill them, even if he does it in a different way. with yeah. this one, it's almost like it's almost like active participation for the audience member because you're giving them these clues and they're trying to figure out like, oh, wait, is he going to get stabbed by that thing or is he going to get zapped by that thing in the same scene. So I think not only does it do a decent job of actually establishing tension and you know, suspense as far as an emotional level, but it kind of literally keeps you guessing where you're not looking at your phone theoretically. You're not, you know, thinking about something different. You're like, oh shit, what's going to happen? You try to outguess the movie before it happens, which I think is pretty interesting and a pretty neat way to kind of um, hedge your bets as far as like how invested your audience is, you know?
0: Well, and the brilliant thing about it is they are able to do something that A slasher movie can't. The slasher movie has to get a human being into spaces to make the things happen. Like it is always actively done by Jason. Let's just use him for the example. Sure. He can't be, you know, he can't cause people's microwaves to explode without throwing a machete into it or something like that, right? Or throwing a human <laughs> head into it, as all Jason uh, appliances do. But Final Destination cuts out the middleman. There is no setup, there is no need for a human being to be in any of these spaces and it's just like coincidences and bizarre happenings and water dripping into bizarre um wall outlets. Every movie has this like water condensation leaking into a wall outlet to cause some machine to go above its like wattage threshold that yeah. they always <laughs> Yeah, show there's, you
1: there's at least two setups that include something saying like a visual of words text saying not to be set above this number it's and in, then you watch yeah. the numbers climb past that it's <laughs> that in the same three exact the,
0: the roller coaster movie the one has a gag where these two chicks are in a uh, in tanning beds yep. and the water spills and makes the tanning beds start getting super hot and they're burnt alive inside the tanning beds and the best
1: is that sign says, there, talk about lack of setup. That sign yeah. just says not to exceed 50 MVW or something. It's just three letters. And you don't have to know what it stands for. All you have to know is it's not supposed to be 50. And, and you watch that- it go from 40 to 65.
0: Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Uh." Oh. <gasps> Oh no. those hope it doesn't fried. hit them MBs. yeah right oh my god yeah and and that tension it's so good at building tension and then again in the fifth one we just watched the fifth one last night there's a oh, chick getting like laser eye surgery with like a real fucking laser like a like...
1: James Bond laser dude <laughs> yes. that's what it is
0: <laughs> and the exact same company that makes those tanning beds is making these laser eye machines <laughs> It's like, well we wrote the warning we put it right on the side <laughs> she, gets, she gets all burnt up with the laser and like oh man that, that scene is that's awesome but we're jumping a little bit ahead of ourselves the first one again really sets up all these tropes right and the big mm-hmm. thing is trying to figure out who died in what order in the original accident and that's the order they're going to die in here and it's always like oh okay that's the weirdest part about these movies is when how they figure out that pattern and then how they try and figure out the order which they did. why do you need any of that <laughs>
1: What do you mean why you need any of that?
0: In your memory, if they cut out all the order that they died in and all that bullshit, would it change the movie? Like you said, no, we're just no, watching the sequences.
1: For them, it they think that they're changing it because they're trying to save themselves. So I want to know if I'm next or if you're next because that helps me prepare, I guess, theoretically. And then the movies start to talk about there's uh, an option of skipping where yeah. if death skips you, it continues along the line. How many times does that work, though? Zero, oh, zero times. Zero times. But, it never works. But, Rumi, if me and you had, a, if you had a premonition of people getting trampled and killed at a con, and <laughs> you told me and we escaped, and then afterwards we figured out that death was trying to still come and get us, I would be open to ideas. I would hear you out. If you said, oh, no, I get killed first and then you get killed, we have to try to skip the chain, I'd be like, all right, well, let's try to, especially if, like, three or four of our other idiot friends had been killed so far, I'd be like, all right, let's try to skip the chain then. What else am I doing? I mean, first of all, what else am I doing?
0: But then in the fifth movie, Tony Todd's like, if you kill somebody, it'll skip you and you get yeah, their life. Yeah. Wait, they doubled whoa, down whoa, whoa, on that movie. Whoa. Final Destination 5. Uh, <laughs> where did Tony this Todd was like, from? I just
1: figured this out. I knew all the other shit before, but this is news to me. I'm learning this at the same time as you. <laughs> yeah, if you kill somebody, it takes your place.
0: Yeah, and you get their life. Which, Which wasn't ag- really,
1: de- like, the idea isn't really developed. It, it really just kind of comes to head in one scene. But, like, yeah. it's okay. It's, it's an interesting thing.
0: Again, n- none of the plot matters in these movies. None of it matters. You're just here for the sweet kill death scenes. The first step, the first one has some pretty cool stuff. The second one, I think, is where the whole franchise gets its stride and well, really
1: takes off. Before we hit two, let's just real quick run down the deaths of the first one. Okay. The first one is this, the, a plane blows up. That's the premonition that the kid has. So part of the plane rips out and seats go flying. A lot of people go flying out. Then there's it's like really a, an, scary, exp- yeah. an ex- random explosion that happens that then cuts to a wall and blood blasts across the wall, but you don't really see what happens. People are flying around the cabin and then at the end, the whole plane explodes. Kaboom. So you see the main character engulfed in flames and him start to like burn up. Then he wakes
0: up. Ah. Yeah. And he wakes up and then is like, I got to get off the plane. I got to get off the plane. And like, all his friends and one of the teachers get off the plane with him, therefore saving their lives and escaping death.
1: So that happens now, the, the rest of the movie, Death is trying to catch up with everybody. Now, this is funny because in this movie, death is like a, a an invisible predator. It's like a shimmer that that comes up behind people, which you yeah. never see again. later on he's, he's all right death, I guess, is kind of like wind. It's but a in gust this one wind, you can like yeah. see him. If you look really hard, you can see him. I don't think the characters in the movie ever see him. I think it's a device for us to be able to know what's about to happen. But first guy in this movie dies. He slips on water and then uh, gets caught in a clothesline, gets strangled. It's like uh, a shower
0: line, though, right? It's like yeah, inside yeah, in his a shower. shower. Yeah.
1: And he trips like, it, they, you know, the, this is the first one we've seen. The water starts to, he's he's shaving himself and the water starts to come near him. And you think he's going to slip and maybe cut himself. He does. A, he's trimming his, his nose hairs with little scissors and you think he's going to stick himself in the nose. Nope. He gets strangled. Later on, a girl walks into a street and gets hit
0: by a bus. The third one's my favorite kill of this of this movie.
1: Yes, I agree. You want to hit it?
0: Yeah. The third one is, um, well, their, their teacher who the, survived the the plane Turns explosion. Turns into a huge
1: bitch for no reason.
0: Yeah. She gets really mean and, yeah, hates everybody, but she gets impaled by a knife, but it is a long setup. Like She tries to make tea and the tea burns her, so she starts to drink alcohol and she spills the alcohol and then um the microwave explodes the water drips into the microwave and microwave sparks and glass explodes on the microwave and hits her in the neck and she's bleeding everywhere and she goes into the kitchen she's trying to grab a towel and the towel is on the knives and she falls to the ground pulls the towel and the knives fall off and land in her chest impaling her and it's super gnarly and our main like vanilla hero devon thawa sees it happen and it's like Heart, oh, no. the teen
1: heartthrob Devin Sawa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> why why I, I feel bad for anybody who has a last name that sounds like everybody has just had oral surgery when they say your name.
1: You're like, no that's how you pronounce it. So Devin Sawa. <laughs> he she's got the knives in her and the main hero comes in and what do you remember what happens?
0: Doesn't she blame him for it or like the cops no, see well, him there?
1: Yeah, but before that she he tries to help her somehow knocks a chair and the chair falls and the back of the chair hits the knife deeper into her chest. <laughs> that's the I thought that's why you wanted to take it. That's the best part.
0: Oh, man, I don't I don't remember that part. I remember all the other pieces. Well, like I wrote down this list of other things that happened in that movie. And I, for, I, guess yeah, I forgot she's got, to write down the last got part. A big butcher knife sticking straight out of straight her chest. Of and her, a chair yeah. falls and boom and hammers it in more. Oh, oh damn. my God. Yeah, it's gnarly, and it's a great setup, and these movies do a great job of like bit by bit by bit, setting up all these pieces that are going to just kill somebody eventually. Like I said, it's a Rube Goldberg machine of death.
1: A train is about to hit a car that's stranded on the tracks, but everybody gets out in time, and a train smashes the car, a piece of shrapnel, we see it, gets bounced around under the train, flies out, and cuts the the top part, uh, or I guess most of... Most, but not all, of uh, Stifler's head off. It cuts it off like at the mouth, yeah. which is great. Cool.
0: And shot. then the last
1: one is the the bully guy, and a guy gets smashed by a sign in France. Sign swings down and like smashes him. Now this Shook. one's pretty good, and the deaths are good. But what you started to say before, the second one just fucking punches you in the gut from the get go, from the the main catastrophe at the beginning. It is just brutal. brutal Probably brutal.
0: Probably the best main catastrophe, too. I think this, this is my favorite by far across the board. Ah, the fifth one has a pretty good catastrophe, too. The collapsing the bridge.
1: is great, and that's my second favorite, also by far. But nothing
0: <laughs> touches this one. So the second movie, Final Destination 2, comes out in 2003. These kids, where are they going? I don't even remember. Does it matter? Are they going to college? Are they going on a road trip? I don't know. They're,
1: they're, like college, they're the college-age, high school-age kids going somewhere the kids go. I don't, I don't know about children today.
0: Yeah, it's Vanilla Chick and her best friend and their stoner buddy and the cute boyfriend. They're all in a car. They're about to get on the highway. There's traffic. And this, like, log truck passes by her. It's raining. You see all these people, like, stuck in this kind of traffic, but it's starting to move. And, like, it gets crazy because the log truck hits a bunch of bumps and whatever happens and the chain breaks and the logs start rolling off the log truck while all the cars are in motion. The logs start bouncing all over the highway, just destroying people. This guy gets smashed by a log right into his face. The cop, it goes right through his car. Just Just boom. And it, and you see the head off it. And he, the log comes out the back of the
1: car exploding with blood. It's just so fucking brutal.
0: Great shot. This guy on a motorcycle, uh, tries to bail and he slides off the motorcycle does a couple flips on the road hits a log but he's still alive and his motorcycle comes skidding across the ground and crushes him very gnarly kill there a bunch of cars are blowing up this guy's like trapped in a car you see his flesh burning he catches on fire he's burning alive a car
1: flips like a bunch of times like a bunch of times and then lands times. on its wheels and the guy like looks around and then this truck comes out of the fire and just boom explodes That's such and then a the cool truck shot. and yeah. the car explodes
0: Oh, man, that's such a cool shot because the guy's like, oh, my God, I survived. And then you just see this big wall of fire and the truck comes barreling out of the fire at him. Yeah, there's a weird
1: like fake one in there. I don't know if you saw this. The main characters are driving like a red SUV or a Jeep and they flip it and it rolls a couple times in the uh, on the day when they actually did it. They had dummies in the car. And when you watch the scene, very clearly, you can see the second girl's head is coming out of the sun out of the window yeah and then there's like a bunch of limbs coming out of the windows and it rolls they never revisit that you don't see that happen but it looks like they those all those people got fucking chopped up and smooshed up you they don't revisit it again because the, the the main girl is still alive at the end of that car roll there's a car that goes under the flatbed truck that was carrying all the logs it's yeah. like a Camaro and it shoots under there, hits the gas tank under the flatbed that's attached Ba-boom. to the flatbed, blows the whole fucking thing up. That guy is still alive and he's yeah. burning in his car. He gets out of his car and then and, another and the, truck the, comes out of the fire and hits him.
0: Hits him, yeah. And the main character's like witnessing all of this stuff. And then that car, th- that truck comes and hits her car.
1: I think hits her car.
0: And that's all of them, yeah. A bunch so, of
1: cars hit like flip and crash,
0: tons of logs smashing into things. Tons of a car explosion. It is. It is one of those ones that I have literally frame by frame looked through it to it's watch how they did so
1: it. Awesome. It's so good
0: because we did a log roll sequence in Walking Dead, and this was the movie that I watched over and over again to see the timing and the editing and how they did it and how you showed pieces to make it work, to make it exciting, to make it terrifying. This is a big inspiration for that sequence that we did uh, last season in The Walking Dead, but it was like. It's such a brutal sequence. And she wakes up on the highway and she's like, oh my God, we got to get out. Oh my God. ah!" You know, classic, classic Final Destination move. She gets out of the car and a cop's like, hey, what's going on? What's going on up here? What are you doing? What are you talking about? And then this truck just smears her friends while they're still in the car.
1: Oh, that's right. Because they're still in the car. She didn't save her friends. She just She's at like an on-ramp. So she's holding up traffic. And because of that, a bunch of people that were behind her car who were supposed to die don't die. So now they're going to be our people who get killed the but rest of the movie. But her get friends destroyed. get destroyed.
0: And that blew my mind because you're like five minutes into the movie and all the kids who you think are going to be like the one, like the kids in the movie, the stoner, the boyfriend and her best friend just smeared dead. And you're like, oh shit. Oh shit. And it's like, that tells you right off the back. Final Destination 2 did not come to play. Fuck those kids up. <laughs> but then. After that, they go to the police station and this is where all the Final Destination movies start to like, mm, that's when I go get more popcorn or like refill yeah, my know, drink I know. <laughs> because <laughs> I you say that. The, the cop parts of Final Destination movies are always like, I get that, that in real life, an accident like this, the police would ask questions and all this stuff, but the main characters are always the ones being like, I don't know. I saw some supernatural bullshit. Wouldn't you just be like, I don't know what happened, man. It was an awful thing. And keep that like supernatural ghost shit to yourself. The problem I think
1: is most of those people started the supernatural ghost shit during the moment. You know like 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 in this one they were she was jumping out of her car and the fucking cop was there already. He was like, "Hey, what are you doing?"
0: Yeah, 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 and he's like, "Well, why were you freaking out? What do you, I mean, wait, but like obviously you can't orchestrate a massive car crash like that. I probably could.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, no,
1: I agree with you. It is a, uh, and you could see in the later in the later installments, they don't hit it as hard as they do the first couple
0: times. The fifth and even one the hits it pretty gets hard. Hit. It's just
1: it's yeah. it's not the most necessary part of this movie.
0: So that now you have this cop character that's in the movie who you know keeps showing up to all the murders and being like, "What happened here?" And they're like, "We can't explain it, officer. It's all fucking weird." You know, and he's like, "Whoa." <laughs> You know, he's always scratching his He's on his beard. board
1: for supernatural bullshit pretty quickly, though. He's like, okay, I get this. Because at the end, then he starts to, like, when they figure out, they try to, like, you know, board themselves up in a place and be safe. And he's on board for that. But talk about needless stuff. The first person who gets killed after the fact in this movie, he's the guy who in the premonition was in the Camaro that went under and hit the gas truck.
0: And he was, like, on fire burning. It's like, ah. Right.
1: Yeah. He, it is mentioned numerous times that he has just won the lottery. What a lucky guy. But like, why, why was that a thing? Like, they, met, they, they really went out of their way to mention the lottery. It's almost like when you have a character or you have an actor in a movie who has like a crazy life skill, like they're super double jointed or they can, you know, do a slam dunk from their free flow line and they put that in the movie just because the person could do it. I just, they hit it so hard. It didn't make sense to me. Right. He wasn't in like a mansion. He
0: was in like an apartment in New York or wherever the fuck they were. I think it's just a show that like somebody could be so lucky and then be so unlucky at the same time. I guess so. I just, I think it's one of those things that you're like, oh, that's a that's a funny idea, but not worth showing.
1: It was like the, the tattoo note from uh, the new Halloween movie that I could yeah. not understand why it was in the movie.
0: Exactly. And it was like, I get the idea and I get what it shows, but it doesn't matter. And, you know, what you're showing doesn't matter. Because again, we're not here for him winning the lottery. We're here to watch him get killed. And this is a great one of those great, <laughs> like a good one. S- step by step ones. Because like at one point, his hands down a garbage disposal, and like what is it, leaky leaky waters getting into the the switch that's supposed to flip the garbage. But I mean, it's like you're like, is his, is his arm going to get ripped up in this thing? Is he going to catch on fire?
1: He was cooking, and there was fire. There was fire there. There was like a grease fire over there, and yeah. then the grease fire. I think he throws something at it to try to put it out. Because his hand stuck in the disposal, but he knocks it over, so now his, his kitchen's on
0: fire. Oh, that's where the fire comes Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: you're trying to figure out what that's gonna be
0: like. Then he escapes, or does he? Yeah, he he gets out of it and climbs down the escape ladder and falls, and then the escape ladder slides down and impales him in the eye, and it's
1: a great just, kill. And it's a physical effect that just the ladder just punches through his face, and you see it. It's fucking gnarly. And you, really I cool. think the best part is you thought he was going to get burned or chopped up, and because it was just this face punch through, it, and, it was, and they showed it for real physical, I think it was just extra brutal looking, like,
0: fuck. Yeah. It's digitally mixed with his actual face, but the actual impact is all practical. That was a good one. And the next death is my favorite death in the
1: series, okay?
0: Oh, cool. Okay, okay. In one of the
1: cars that crashes and people die was a mom and a son. And the son was late high school aged. He was definitely not a kid, but he was a kid. He's he young, was a, yeah. Yeah, you know, and this is something I love about this series is usually when you watch movies, you know, again, take a Jason, those kids, it's a morality play, right? Those kids are getting killed because they're breaking conventional societal rules, right? Especially if it's a young person or yeah. a super hot girl. You have to make the audience not like them, right? The yeah. kid has to be a bastard. The girl has to be a bitch or you know, a thief or something.
0: She's a slut. Uh... Yeah,
1: exactly. Usually horror movies don't kill people for no reason, and they don't kill people who are desirable to society, right? Hot right. girls, cute kids. Right. This kid wasn't necessarily cute, but he was just a kid. He didn't do anything wrong. He did not break any rules. Well, I guess that's not true. They, the, he's at the dentist, and the dentist mentions him smoking.
0: But Oh, there you go. There you go. There it is. Well, remember what the kid says when he goes in there? He goes, if I wake up from the gas and my pants are off, we'll get it for free. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> which is, I guess, showing that he's a weird kid, but he didn't do anything wrong. He's yeah. at the dentist, and you know the same shit that normally happens in all these movies happens, there's some water Water from a water tank hits some electrical thing, pops some electrical circuit. The alarm goes off. The dentist leaves. The, now the dentist has given him knockout gas, so he's a little bit. Uh, he's pa- he says he's going to paralyze you. You won't and they're be able to move. Cranking the
0: gas, yeah, the g- gas gets cranked up. Um, so the birds keep the gas hitting the is window. Explode?
1: That's oh, all yeah. birds keep hitting the window, and uh, one of the, there's fish, like toy fish, suspended like a mobile, suspended above him. One of them falls in his open mouth and he can't breathe because the doctor's left the room. So all these things happen. The doctor comes back in, pulls the fish out, saves him, and he's fine. He walks outside and sees a bunch of pigeons. And like any high schooler would do, runs full force at the pigeons to scare them. They all fly up and, and hit a construction site that was uh shown earlier that has a giant piece of plate glass that comes loose falls and just crushes him
0: smashes him
1: flat and the glass explodes they have an actual physical body there gets hit and as the as the body gets crushed by the glass the glass starts to break and blood and chunks of flesh go everywhere it is beautiful and it was one of the most effective is it going to be this is it going to be this is it going to be no it wasn't even something in this room it happens technically in the next sequence in the next scene just um, as our
0: main characters run up and they're like, no. <laughs> well, this awesome. movie
1: introduces the, the idea that you could have um, premonitions about things related to individual deaths. Yes. So, like, this, these characters knew that birds were going to have to do with the death. So they came in and were trying to yell at him, don't scare those fucking birds, you idiot.
0: (laughs) Well, and like, yeah, and we as the audience got to see some of these premonitions, too. So you get a little flash of birds, a flash of like dentists, a flash of the water seeping into the electrical outlet, all this stupid shit. And then the kid gets mashed. But like this movie also reintroduces Allie Larder. And she's been like in a in like a mental institution, like drawing on the walls with yarn and. Collecting paper clippings about all the survivors, and she has survived all this while. She doesn't make did it out she, of this movie, though. Didn't she imply or say that Devin Sawa died? Yeah. But we didn't see that happen, did we? I thought we saw him die at the end of the movie. He got hit with a brick or a sign I or the, something.
1: I thought the other dude got hit with a sign. We see that or it implies that. I don't know. I guess he's involved with that. I but yeah, she, she said, said he
0: died or they couldn't afford him or he didn't but want yeah, to. But yeah,
1: she's in it now. So she's. She's the link between the two. Oh, this movie also happens on the one year anniversary of the first movie. So it's like it's okay. They're like, oh, this plane crashed one year ago this week, and you're like, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, death is on a a little schedule of one
0: year. Yeah, he loves coincidences and like fun. Can you imagine death being like, ooh, if I did it one year from now, and then like made all the like street (laughs) signs say 180, and like, ooh, what if I did this? That would be such a fun little coincidence. And like all his like death. Friends, like who who who's death friends with? They're like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" God, I guess he's like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" High five. Wait, That was awesome. Yeah. Okay. Sure.
1: (laughs) Death and God high fiving. (laughs)
0: God's like, "Oh, that was a sweet little touch, dude. I love that." Nice. Well, the flight from the first
1: movie was Flight 180. So throughout the rest of the series, you keep seeing the number 180 all over the place, which is funny. I like that Death just picked that one thing, or Fate just picked that one thing to reference for the rest of these deaths.
0: And um, this movie also has a secondary major kill, where, you know, the first one had this cool log kill moment, and then they're all trying to like stay together. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're trying to go save this guy. It was this like this like Hepcat black guy who got like really hurt, but he's still alive at a hospital, and they're like, oh, he's gonna die again. Let's rush to save him. Here's a fun fact knowledge bomb. Uh, that guy who's like super cool, way too cool for school. Uh, he was the voice of Kratos in all of the God of War games up until recently. All right, look at that. Which is funny because Kratos does not sound like a cool guy. He sounds like a horrifying, well, <laughs> creepy white guy. <laughs> so good on you, dude. So they're rushing to there, and there's a car, another car crash, and they're in a van, and they get in a car accident, and they're trapped. One of the girls is trapped in the van, and one guy's like smoking, and like there's gas leaking, running into all these irrigation pipes. And this news van shows up and these kids like, oh my God, are you okay? And the guy smoking drops a cigarette that catches all this, the gas that's been pouring into the irrigation pipes on fire. It blows up and this fence comes flying through and cuts him into three pieces.
1: Metal barbed wire fence. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Slices him into three pieces. And then around the same time, somehow like a truck slides off and a pole goes through the back window. No, the explosion pops the pipe through
1: her car and it almost hits her. But her head is moved forward enough. And she looks back and is like, oh, shit. And then something, the, something hits the front of her car and her airbag goes off. And it oh, jams her head yeah. backwards into it.
0: Slams her head into the spike. You're right. It's oh, shit. It's two or three shit. kills
1: that are all brutal back to back to back. Boom, boom, boom. And it really is fucking hardcore. There's also a woman is in an elevator with a creepy ass guy. And she knows that hooks are part of the bullshit. And he's got a bunch of hooks. She tries to get out of the elevator and her hair gets stuck on the hook. Then yeah. the door malfunctions and it closes on her head. And then the elevator starts to rise with her in it and chops her head off. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly. People blow up. A hospital oxygen tanks blow up, kill a bunch of people, including Allie Larder.
0: Yeah, kills Allie Larder. There's a couple of other ones. After that, there's not a lot of major kills, except there's a post-end like end one that's yeah, kind you, of funny. tell about that one. So like... The girl and the cop are now, like, dating or friends or whatever, and they're at that family of a kid that survived, um, and they, like, kind of saved him, and they're like, wow, we're so lucky.
1: He was not in the original explosion. They saved him during
0: the secondary explosion, yeah, with the barbed wire fence, and they're like, wow, thanks for saving us, we're so happy, and the kid's like, who wants burgers? And he goes over to the grill, and the grill explodes, and the kid catches on fire and just (laughs) blows up. He blows rat. up.
1: Yeah. And then a hand lands on the dinner table or the picnic table. Everyone starts screaming and it cuts to credits. That's how you end a fucking movie.
0: Hell yeah. By killing a kid. <laughs> how did that's we not true. mention these movies in our kid kill movies? How did we miss oh, that? I
1: guess that's, uh, I was, I was killing younger kids in those, that episode.
0: Yeah. I think I was too <laughs> creepy.
1: <laughs> that's the end of the second one, which I I think that's my, f- my favorite. It's just so freaking cool. Yeah.
0: Mm. Oh, man. Yeah, second one is great. Probably one of the highlights of the series. I think, I think from here on out, the kills progressively get better each movie. Uh, maybe not better than this one, but they, they definitely ramp up and get more creative and more interesting. And I think the movies, this is one of those franchises that I don't think you have a big dip in the quality as they go on. I think they, they either, you could say they either get better or at least stay at, a, at the same level of quality the whole time. Would you agree?
1: the quality the the fact that you're using the word quality means that i have to agree with you cuz the quality is high but in my in my opinion number 2 is the high watermark the kills are just they're brutal it's unflinching filmmaking you'll see when we get to the next disaster in the third one the kills are a little bit softer and there aren't as many and even though it's exciting and scary that second one is just boom 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 and it's like you haven't finished yelling, oh, at the last death when the next, when the one, next one hits you. Yeah. And I think two two is the, is the best one for me. If you were going to ask me to see one of them, I, to recommend one of them, it would definitely be I two. think I
0: agree. I think I definitely agree. To, if I was to argue one. Well, we got good ones coming I would up. say five to argue, but uh, yeah, two is definitely probably my favorite as well.
1: Well, have you, have you ever had a brush with death in real life? Ever almost died or almost got like, real hurt? Something that could have been a Final Destination moment?
0: Um, part of my toe got cut off with a lawnmower once.
1: <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> That's a final destination moment.
0: Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of like dripping waters and like screws getting <laughs> loose and like the lawnmower getting a little jumpy. And then, um, my foot slipped too close to the lawnmower cause I was trying to knock some grass off the wheels that had <laughs> built up. And, uh, my foot went into the lawnmower and got, <laughs> my foot gets kicked out. And I look down at my shoe, and it's all chewed up. And I go, damn, I could have lost a foot. And I'm walking, and I'm like, damn, why can't I walk right? This is really hard to walk. Like, it hadn't even hit me yet. Like, I couldn't feel a thing. And then I look down, and blood's pouring out of my shoe. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm like, mom. She comes running out. And I get about halfway to the front yard when I fall down. I'm like, oh, no. And she yells, to the neighbor across the street's, you know, working in his garden or whatever. And she's like, Gordon. And he looks up and he goes, bee sting? And she goes, lawnmower. <laughs> and he runs over and we drove to the hospital and I got some stitches in my toe, but it is eternally slightly shorter than my other big toe. So
1: <laughs> I cut off a part of my finger. Like I obliterated a part of my finger with a router. So it like it wasn't a chunk. Like, it was nothing to stitch. It was gone. But I didn't almost die. It was just a finger. I fell off a good sized cliff once. Like I got hit by a couple cars, but like soft, like uh, I was running and the car was stopping or just starting to go. Um, so and you I ran s-
0: into the car?
1: Like I was crossing. Here was it was I was crossing a street, and mm-hmm. they were gonna make a right on red and were looking to their left. But I saw them, so I tried to get around them, and they didn't stop all the way. So I would bring my fist down on the top of their car on the, the hood of their car and yell at them and then I'd stop. Um, I don't think there was ever any that I didn't see. There was one in Boston that I didn't see coming because I was stupid and I was trying to run between traffic. <laughs> but it only, like I've been hit harder by someone in a grocery store like physically, like bumped, like you know, because I'm super cat-like reflexes even if it's a car I can jump out of the way. I don't think I've actually ever like, oh dude, no, the other day, literally like, 3 4 days ago I was driving my giant werewolf dog Mr. Freeze to the vet just for a checkup and he was in the truck next to, in my truck next to me and we were following another truck that had a whole bunch of stuff on it including what I now know were chunks of drywall yeah. and a chunk of drywall flipped up off of the top of the truck and I watched it in slow motion it was spinning in the air and I maintained my speed and direction but Ducked my head like that made a difference. Like I put my head down.
0: Whoa! And
1: it flipped all the way over. It didn't hit my car, thank God. It didn't even hit the car behind me, but it exploded like right behind my car on the on the on the freeway.
0: I do have a moment. I totally forgot about this. So I'm driving down the road. Do, 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 do. It's late at night. I hope that I hope that you go, and then all of a sudden a piece of drywall flies off the top of my
1: truck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Narrowly Came missing of the nowhere. handsome guy behind me. No, I'm driving and it's late at night, but there's still pretty heavy traffic. And I'm like riding, do, 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 do. And then I see something in my rearview mirror and it's a car on fire, driving so fast that it made my butt clench, made me sit up like two <laughs> inches higher, where I go, oh shit, it is coming so fast at me. And I'm like, it's on fire. The back of this car is on fire. And it comes up and at the last second pulls into like the the outer lane which is not a lane like the breakdown lane on the left and it's driving past me their back wheels are burning fire shooting out the back of this car from the wheels and the guy's hanging out the window the other dude's driving and they just look calm as fuck and he looks at me and just shrugs he goes mm, and then <laughs> swerves in front of me t-bones the car not directly in front of me but like th- there's an empty space in front of me he Goes across my lane, T-bones the guy in front of me in the lane to my right, so hard that both cars fly into the air, shrapnel everywhere, and I drive right between it through a cloud of smoke and fire. What? Stuff and you forgot about this? Stuff bouncing off my car, stuff bouncing off my car, and I go flying as far as I can forward and pull off to the side of the road and just stop and watch all these cars just pile into each other there. Was this in Los Angeles? This was in Los Angeles. Dude, I've seen some shit in Los Angeles. <laughs> I like that you forgot about it, though.
1: <laughs> you ever been in a Neo-Death experience? No. Well, actually, I was in one that was pretty much like the exact beginning of the second movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, the fact that the guys didn't seem to give a fuck and just leaned out the window and like literally looked at me and just went, boom. <laughs> Un-fucking-believable. Definitely a pretty good,
1: that's a good roomy story right there. Uh,
0: and I stopped and I called my wife. I was freaking the fuck out. I was just like oh, I almost died. So yeah I guess I did have a You an called your experience. wife and
1: she's like what happened? You were like nothing. I just drove home. Oh wait I almost got killed
0: in this giant fiery <laughs> explosion. <craft." laughs> totally forgot. But their impact they hit each other so hard that they bounced up and I just drove between them right at that moment. It was It was insane. <laughs> You asked me this last night and I was like, yeah, I kind of cut my toe because like nothing ever happened to me, but it was like, right. yeah, wow, that was it. That was the one.
1: <laughs> I had a car crash in another car, but it was already passed. It was behind me and it spun out behind me, but I don't think I was in any danger. Wow. And it was not, it was not on fire. It was not like what you just explained.
0: And I, I haven't even thought about that for years, but now like I'm just like literally I can see his face as he's like, meh, eh, shrug. Death is coming for you,
1: man. That was supposed to be you. What, music, what song was on the radio?
0: I can't remember.
1: If you hear that song again, you're dead.
0: I have been watching so much Final Destination at this point. So it, it, when you work in TV, you go on something called Tech Scout, which is this really boring field trip where you get in a bus <laughs> and you drive to all the places that you're going to film. And one of the places we had to drive through this past week was way up on top of a hill. And it's a little bit of an off-road drive in a bus. And it's pretty steep on either side. And I was taking a shower that morning and literally had like that final destination, like premonition moment where we're all rolling down the hill in the bus. And like, I had this moment. I was like, I'm either having a premonition or I am watching way too much final destination (laughs) back to back to back. But I kid you not, when we were up on that hill coming back down, I put my seatbelt on like that was going to do something. (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: this is part of the premonition Snip.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah, I am like, what if I start freaking out right now like we got to get off the bus guys, we got to get off the fucking bus. <laughs> <laughs> you save their lives. Yeah, right? And then death would kill them all one by one and Tony Todd would come vi- I get to meet Tony Todd? How amazing <laughs> would that be? I
1: get to meet Tony Todd.
0: <laughs> <sighs> but Matt, what do you say we split this up into two episodes because I we still have what three movies to do and we have to finish up our Saleo Comic-Con exclusive pop rush death escape uh final destination moments if you can cheat death and be
1: safe for the next week and not get caught by death yeah i think we can let's finish this uh three four and five (laughs) on the next episode but you got to be real fucking careful (laughs)
0: you do man we
1: do you gotta like uh, in the second one they like tape over all the outlets and all the sharp corners they bring like boxes of silverware outside and get them out of the house and shit you got to do that Stay away. You know to stay away from condensation and dripping water. Every gust of wind, wind. I'm like,
0: oh, what was that? Oh, what's happening? Oh, no. <laughs> uh-huh. Until next time, guys, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Launchpad Pod and our website, launchpadpod.com. Tell us what your favorite final destination kill is, especially for the first two movies. But we will get to the rest of the franchise next week. Until next time, we are the Rocketeers. Rumi, let's blast this thing off. We got to do it super carefully, though. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Make sure there's no lamps above me, nothing that can fall on me, nothing that can kill me. All right. Let's do this. No dripping water. All right. (laughs) No Tony Todd's hiding in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Till next time, we're the Rocketeers, and we are out.
1: Ignition sequence start. Six,
0: five, four, three, two, one, zero. We have a look now.